Hello everyone, my name is James Shaw, and welcome back to Airstream Chronicles. This is episode 3, and I am sitting here with my buddy, Phil Enoch, also known as the Door Guy. We are here today to talk about some of the simple things you can do to your trailer. We might just redo that. It'd be neat to say, and one of them's not put an F-14. Yeah, that was loud. Alrighty. Hello, everyone. My name is James Shaw, and welcome back to Airstream Chronicles. This is episode three, and I'm sitting here with my buddy, Phil Enoch, also known as the Door Guy. We are here today to talk about some of the simple things you can do to your trailer to keep it operating the way it should, and some of the things you should carry um, to do minor fixes on the road. So without further ado, let's do this. So... If you could tell me a little bit about how you got into Airstreaming and why uh, why Airstream and not some other brand. Okay. Well, first off, James, thank you for having me on your podcast. I do appreciate that. Of course. A um, little bit of background. Uh, I'm a certified NRVA inspector. I'm grandfathered in with the original organization. I got into that because uh, I've seen so many friends and customers that they really needed the help. Uh, they didn't understand exactly, you know, what they were buying. So what we decided to do was to um, basically help them out. I mean, go to the, go to the Airstream or go to the travel trailer, motorhome, whatever the case is. Look at the unit, go over it, write them a report, tell them what was wrong with it, and it was really a beneficial thing for the customer. And that was I'm all about the customer. Okay, so. Um, my background is we've been RVing for about 36 years. Uh, we've had basically one of everything that rolls, including a class A diesel coach, except for a fifth wheel. We've never had a fifth wheel. However, when I landed on an Airstream, it's always been in the back of my mind. And when I landed on the Airstream, that, that was it. That was uh, it. I absolutely love the Airstream and the Airstream community. That's awesome. So, very cool. So what made you want to start the Nolox company? Is there is there a specific story or Well, to a certain degree. I mean, the Nolox kind of happened out of necessity. Uh we all know that there is a small inherent issue with the interior lock mechanism on the Airstream travel trailers. Um it is bad as it, bad as it sounds sometimes. It's actually a very robust lock, okay? Um locksmiths sometimes they can't pick it. Um but there was an issue with it, so I went out, and uh, after about four or five uh, renditions of my uh, attempts at making it work, I uh, finally found one that I was satisfied with. And next thing I know, a couple of buddies asked me, you know, can you put one on mine? And it just kind of ballooned into that, and then I realized that, you know, a lot of people had the same issues, and they were interested. And um, I just seen an opportunity there to maybe make a small business out of it. And that's truly all it is. It's just a passion and a small business. That's you know? awesome. So, so did you start noticing issues with your door or? I, I did notice issues with my door. However, I'd never been locked out. I mean, the simple fact is get you an extra set of keys and don't hide them in your, in your tow vehicle, you know. Put them somewhere where you and your wife or your traveling companion knows where they're at. Have access to them. Um, but, you know, I'd seen this multiple times, and I didn't want to be a victim myself. You know? I get so, it. Yeah. I was at International a few years ago when uh, someone, I believe, locked their dog in their uh, base camp, and they had food going, and the door locked. And luckily, someone else's key fit the door miraculously. 
um, and they were able to get in. But they had both sets of keys, I believe, in the base camp, and uh, that was just... That it act, was scary. And it happens quite frequently. It happened to us this year at Illumilina. I had a, a person, same, almost same story. She did not have food, but she had two dogs in her trailer, and she got locked out. Wow. And we put nine sets of keys in her trailer before we found one that finally did open it. But wow. It, but it did open it. You know, So that saved her a lot of money. It kept me from having to basically damage the lock to get yeah. her in. You know, so. that's, that's amazing. Yeah. So how often should the door be adjusted or the lock be adjusted or greased? And Well, the biggest thing is, um, of course, we're here at um, Can Opener right now. Uh, in the morning, I'm getting ready to install my third set of door hinges, okay. uh, which is a pretty significant job to install the hinges. And it's due to lack of lubrication. The stainless steel pin in the hinge will seize and once the pin starts rotating in the cast housing, it's pretty much game over at that point. Uh, there's not really any way to salvage the hinge. The key is to not ever let that happen. So to answer your question, most everybody that knows me knows I'm a huge advocate of Shield T9. Okay. Uh, it's a great product, and I feel like it's one of the best things you can possibly put on your steps or your hinges. And they ask about the frequency it's however often you drive in the rain or however often you wash your trailer. I mean, if you wash your trailer afterwards, I would want to lube okay. my hinges and possibly the steps as well. You know, same way with driving in the rain. As you're going down the road, you're getting that constant road spray and everything coming up. Oh, yeah. And it washes the lubricant out. So that is, um, you know, but other than that, a couple drops once a month is not going to hurt a thing. And that'll do it? Yeah, absolutely. All righty. Yeah. Very cool. So we all know that you have a few upgrades for these trailers, and they enhance. You can enhance your door or make it safer and more reliable, as we have been talking about. What are some of these uh, upgrades that you have come up with to prevent the locking yourself out of the trailer? And well, I mean that's primarily the the no locks device. Um, it's an injection molded part that it ends up getting bolted to the interior. Um, door handle the the reason for my lock uh, I was fortunate enough that Airstream approached me about it after they seen it and they actually sell my product in the in the uh, service center there um, it looks OEM it actually kind of looks like it's supposed to be on there but my device does not render the lock useless and what I mean by that is so many things out there if you put it in there, yeah, it will keep it from locking, but you can't use the lock anymore. You know, mine, you just click it down out of, in, you know, out of the way. You can lock your door at night, but then you can uh, put it back up into what I refer to as safe mode during the day. Yep. Um, also in my kit, uh, another issue with those handles on the interior side of it, the handles can actually pull off. They can pull completely out of the mechanism, and it's due mostly to people slamming their doors or their doors being severely out of adjustment. So I include a handle enhancement. It's basically a shim, a washer. It's a stainless steel washer and an 832 screw that goes down in the handle that adds a great deal of integrity to that handle. And people can shut their door with confidence with their interior handle. So let's say my handle flies off and I'm in my trailer. Is the door going to open? How do I get out without... Do I have to crawl out the window? What's the what's the deal there? Do you know? There is a small, um, what, what I refer to as an emergency fix that you can do to your door. Unfortunately, James, 
you need to do that ahead of time. Gotcha. Uh, once the handle comes off, on occasion there is there you can get through there with a small um, like a small straight blade screwdriver, like you would use with a sewing machine or something like okay. that. Um, they call them pocket screwdrivers. We keep one in our trailer, and it's not to leave the trailer. It's there for that very okay. reason. So it's uh, a safety. It, it is a safety thing. Yes. Gotcha. Uh, but it's almost a thing that I would need to point out to an individual to know exactly where to place that gotcha. screwdriver. But it can be defeated from the inside. Gotcha. So I've seen you shut some doors and other people shut doors that you have worked on. And then I've also seen people shut doors that have never been, never been adjusted and they slam real loud. Um, is when, how should that door shut? Should it be soft? Like just, uh, barely a push. Is it, you know, when do I know my door needs to be serviced or adjusted and, uh, how should that sound? What I typically tell customers and I, I try to tell them before we ever start the job, because uh, I get a lot of complaints and primarily from the female aspect. And it's certainly understandable. Um, you know, you go out early of the morning and you have to close your door and you wake up your spouse or your friends, three trailers yep. down from you. Um, your trailer, if the door is adjusted properly and there's nothing wrong mechanically, you should be able to take two fingers and push your door to, you know, with a reasonable amount of, of uh, force and your door should l- latch and close properly. Uh Fixed the door for a lady this morning, and I told her when we get finished, she, I said, we'll be able, you'll be able to close your door with one finger. And she kind of snickered at me. When we were finished, she come out, and she closed her door with one finger. Wow. And she was just elated. You know, so um, those latches, again, they're a pretty robust latch. They have two locking mechanisms, and our, our Airstream community will know. They call it the one-two click. Okay. Um, so you push it once, you'll get one click. You push it again, you get the second click. If you're having trouble getting that second click, usually there is something mechanical. You've got a loose hinge. You've got a bound hinge pin. You've got a striker bolt that's out of adjustment. There's usually a, a screen door hanging up. Okay. A screen door hanging up can have a big impact on your door. So any of those, if everything's right, you should have a pretty nice closing door. Yeah, I know my parents, they were really struggling at the beginning of this rally to shut their door. And it really sounded like, you know, they were slamming their door. And then you went over there and adjusted it and did your magic on it and my mom was thoroughly pleased and because it you had to slam it versus my door which you had previously worked on you know it's a nice soft close and yeah. she had kept kept mentioning you know why is mine not do this it's newer right and um uh she's like we got to get this done yeah so that that was pretty magical um and i i know my parents are very happy with yeah. that well, so. great great glad to hear that of uh, course one thing is age is not a factor um you know i was working on a 2022 classic. Um, so, you know, yeah, brand new. Yeah. Basic, yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah. The people that had it a week. Okay. Wow. So age is not, uh, you can't think because it's new, it might not have that problem. Wow. You know? So that that's crazy. Yeah. So talking about age, what is the oldest lock you have worked on? You know, when did they start putting these locks into the trailers? Do you know? The best I can tell for the, the, the style that they're currently using today Somewhere around 2000. Okay. The interior handle on some of the earlier 90 models resemble, but they're chrome. Okay. They don't have the black spacer in them. They have a different deadbolt in them. Um, but the oldest lock that, that I've ever worked on, 
I think was a 76 model Argosy. Okay. Um, I kind of stay away from the vintage things just for the simple fact that they're a little more difficult to get parts for. They are. You know, like right now, I carry basically every part for that door. You know, I have it with me uh, for the for the current model trailers. Uh, the vintage, I mean, of course, you could probably speak to that better. Oh, yeah. Me, I mean, you know, so. it seemed like they were bouncing around with different ideas. They they weren't able to really nail that lockdown until what they have today. Exactly. You know, and they've been using that now for... 20-some years. Yeah, 20-plus yeah, yeah, years. Which is probably their longest run, if yeah. I had to guess. Yeah. So, which is crazy. So, how long have you been servicing these locks, you know? Um, I mean, as a business, we've been doing it probably for two and a half years, something like Alrighty. that. I mean, you know, I travel primarily to these rallies and things. And it, it isn't about going to the rallies to make money. It's about going to the rallies for the people's convenience, you know, I mean, there's a long wait list right now at dealers, uh, you know, to get stuff in. And sometimes even it's just a minor thing, but they may say, well, it's going to be three weeks, you know, with the backlog yeah. and everything that we had. And I mean, you know, the business is good for, for everyone. And, uh, so if I can just walk over to your trailer and, you know, you and I can talk and 20 minutes, I can look at your door. I mean, that's a nice thing. For that you, is a very you know? nice thing. So that, that's why I do it the way I do it. Yeah. You know? Very cool. So I know you said earlier that you can get your no locks products in Jackson Center. Is there anywhere else that, you know, if I wanted to install a no locks product, because let's say I'm on the West Coast and or whatnot, you know, is that something I can order? How does that work? It is. um, I take a lot of heat over not having a website and that type of things. But we say we say incredibly busy the way we do it. I mean, we're a two two person shop. It's just me and my wife. And uh, we, uh, we, we kind of like the way it works right now to answer your question. Uh, obviously, uh, Jackson center, the service center sells the devices there. They install them for customers. that's having lockout problems. However, they don't ship them. Okay. Uh, you know, so if you call the service center, they're not going to sell it to you, but colonial airstream, uh, in New Jersey, they buy my products and they do ship. All righty. Uh, um, we are Chandler. I'm sorry. We are airstream okay. in Chandler. They buy my products and they ship. Um, I was told by Airstream Service Center that if a dealer needs my product, they well, obviously they can contact me. I'll get it to them. But they also will ship to their own dealers. Okay, so you can get it that way as also. That's awesome. Yeah. Now, is it what what's gonna what's it gonna take for what kind of tools do I need to? When I get your your product in the mail or I pick it up at Jackson Center. What's the operation for me to do it? And is there anything extra that you recommend that, you know, I grease, you know? The biggest the biggest thing that most people might not have laying around uh, is for the interior handle enhancement. You need a 1032 tap. I mean, you can run down to your Ace Hardware and for three bucks, three or four dollars, you know, you can buy a tap. Um, the kit comes pretty well complete. You will need a hand drill, a Phillips screwdriver, um, a center punch and a pencil. I mean, that's really about it, you know. And, of course, obviously that tap, if you do do the interior handle enhancement, which I highly recommend. Gotcha. And that's included in the kit, you know, at the same cost. Very cool. Yeah. So what other products do you offer? I know you said you have the step earlier on, um, or the step brace. So Yeah, we we have the no-locks kit. Obviously, that's been our... Uh, our, that was our main focus. But then uh, we, have a, we have a step brace okay. now that... Uh, is out for it fits it is designed to work on the two 
step, folding aluminum steps. Um, that is what it's, that's what it works on. I know a couple people that's used it on the black metal steps, but you know, I don't sell it for the black okay. metal steps. I don't even recommend it for them. Um, what this does is my brace, uh, and, and I've been straight up with everybody. I didn't design this brace, you know, or d- that wasn't my original idea. Yeah. I just took an idea and enhanced it made it out of a high quality part, made it look high end, made some, um, I guess, adjustments to it in length to change the ergonomics of the step. And that's where it's kind of blossomed from there. I mean, people, because it is so lightweight, it requires no tools to put in. I've got a clip. It hangs from the screen door. So it's always right there at your ready. And it is a substantial game changer on that bottom step. Very nice. uh, So I have that. Then, um, of course, we have a, what I refer to as our vent kit, um, for the trailers that have ducted air, they have the little um, stainless steel rectangular vents that has the little four small Phillips screws yep. in them. Those screws, um, they easily become stripped. Uh, they easily become lost if yep. you drop one of them. Those are the stories I've heard, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, well, I mean, I kind of made this kit out of necessity. Two of my vents, um, the screws were stripped in it when I took delivery of the trailer. Wow. You know, so... Um, so this kit replaces those screws with uh, some real nice stainless steel thumb screws, and now it does not require any tools. I mean, like my wife can reach up there, unscrew those, take the things down, clean the filters, put them back up. You know, it's it's effortless, and you don't dread it. So if you don't dread it, you'll maintain your equipment. Yeah, and better. it doesn't make you feel like it's maintenance. You it's, know, it's it, yeah, just it's, something you do. Yeah, it's easy, you yeah. know. And plus, there's a certain uh, cosmetic benefit to the of course. Uh, to the thumb screws is versus the little uh, Phillips head screws. Of course. And then I guess the last thing is um, I've redesigned the striker bolt on the door. Um, the original trailers have a three-quarter inch head on the striker bolt, and that head causes um i'll just say multiple issues sometimes in closing and in opening the door i mean it's a little bit complex to try to get into but um, the bolt i sell doesn't have an exposed head on it okay um it's a 32nd of an inch longer in length than the original bolt and it's 303 stainless steel um i've it's helped me solve a lot of issues uh airstream uh, service center also picked those up. Okay. Uh, I've been very fortunate and they are willing to, um, you know, take ownership in the things that I've developed. And it makes me, it, it humbles me to be quite oh, frank. Oh, I'm sure. Do yeah. you think they'll ever, uh, install these products as a factory spec? Is that even an option? Is that something they've looked at? Well, I mean, obviously the striker bolt could pretty easily be, you know, a, a factory option, um, it just depends on how much longer they're going to continue to carry this, gotcha. this design. I mean, if they ever make a redesign, then most likely they will resolve or, uh, they'll either resolve the inherent issues or there will be, um, you know, the products will become basically obsolete yeah. for the newer model trailers at that point. I gotcha. Know? But, um, very cool. Yeah. So are there any other handy tips or tricks that you can offer up, um, for your, Average Airstream owner. Well, um, James, I do, I do uh, kind of what we call like a maintenance seminar at a lot of these rallies. I'm actually going to be speaking at Region Three in Myrtle Beach this okay. year. Um, I kind of title my seminar 
give yourself a chance. Okay. And what I mean by that is when you when you're new to airstreaming or even a, a seasoned airstreamer, I like to be able to give myself a chance, and that's kind of where I coined the term, to continue to stay on the road, to continue my trip, or if I'm already at my destination, to continue to have fun. Okay? So by giving yourself a chance, that is arming yourself with information. It's arming yourself with the proper tools. It's arming yourself with proper techniques. You know, one simple little thing um, that I do and I highly recommend this. And when you stop and think about it, it you go, wow, that, that does make sense. Our travel trailers, as nice as they are, they have torsion axles. I mean, they're the best on the road. They still take a lot of bumping and beating mm-hmm. as they go down these highways that are seem like continually deteriorating. So when I arrive at a campsite, before I hook up my water, you know, at the, at the hydrant, I go in and I turn my water pump on. Okay. And... That water pump will tell you a story. So when you hear it pressurize and it shut off, if you stand there for just a couple minutes and you hear, you know, you don't hear the water pump running, most likely you're good to go. But during that process, if, you know, as you're traveling, if you've had a faucet come open, if you've had a line break, if you've had a fitting break, anything that could have come loose in transit, if you go out and you just hook up to shore water, or what I call, that's what I yep, call yep. water, uh, the hydrant, and turn it on, you could flood your trailer. You could have an interior leak that you would never find. You know, it's dripping and you don't hear it. Yeah. But that pump will tell you. You know, you'll hear the pump. So yep. that's just one small trick. But, I mean, it... And that's a good tip for winter camping, you know, because you don't know if something's busted. That's exactly like right. Like, I got here in my bathroom faucet. Um, it had frozen in the faucet handle, and I guess a washer of some sort or a gasket had busted. Yep. And I turned the pump on, and I had water everywhere. And I can only imagine if I would have turned on my, my shore water that I would have had to run back outside, and my bed would have gotten wet because the that, that sink is right yes. next to the bed, and... I would have been a real unhappy camper to start off this trip. So Exactly. You know, and the thing is when you're hooking up, you see your friends and you know, I try not to I I kind of have a, a unspoken rule to not bother anybody when they're backing in and disconnecting or when they're hooking up to leave because that's a critical time it is. on both both ends of the of your stay. Um it, so you can imagine if you'd have had that leak and then Somebody goes, hey, James, you know, yep. and you're getting a five-minute conversation out there, and now you've oh, got yeah. water running out of your trailer, you know, so. And, and I wish that was a rule a lot of people had, um, you know, these people have their processes and their steps as to when they are hooking up or unhooking and all of that, and it, simple things can lead to big yes. issues down the road, yes. um, even as simple as not hooking up your seven-pin connector. If, you know, your truck doesn't tell you that, hey, you're pulling yes. a trailer, but the seven pins not connected right. you know you might not know until your next gas stop and then it's all shredded up because yeah. it's got road rash and it really boils down to a respect thing yeah. you know to respect your fellow campers allow them the opportunity to get set up there's going to be plenty of time to of course you know to uh, talk socialize and, exchange, and yeah. things yes so i mean it's that's what we try to do yeah. anyway so but yeah. but you know you to, to answer your question i mean again giving yourself a chance in whatever manner it is i mean 
check your spare. Make sure your air, your tire has air in it, you know, your spare tire, both your tow vehicle and your trailer. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. Yep. I mean, you know, make sure that you've got the things you need. If you, a jack, if you have to break down on the side of the road, you know, do you have flares? Do you have an emergency triangle? I mean, you, you have to give yourself a chance to get on to your next destination, yep. you know, I mean, and people's, uh, of course, I mean, people also has to prepare to their level of expertise. You yep. know, we all have different levels of expertise and, you know, I mean, you and I would love to have a Mack truck with a oh, yeah. snap on box following us, you know, but a lot of people don't. So, um, you know, it's just, I always tell people prepare to your, to your comfort level, you know? So. Yeah. I've always joked around. I'm going to end up getting a box truck and then having a full on workshop in the back of it. And sure. with, uh, a workbench and every, every tool I could ever imagine. Yeah. So that way, if God forbid something does happen, you're prepared. I'm prepared or I can help someone else and, you know, help hopefully take that stress off. Yeah. So absolutely. You never know. Now, uh, going into that topic, I know you have a favorite tool brand, and I'm slowly uh, being bit by that also. Uh, what is it, and why Why this brand, and why are they shaking up such a storm right now in the industry? Well, as you well know, my favorite tool brand is Red. Uh, it's Milwaukee. Um, my entire career prior to Airstreaming and, I guess, being fortunate enough to retire, um, I worked as a maintenance manager. Um, we overseen all types of equipment, the building, you know, had a crew of guys that worked with me and we had access to every power tool that you could possibly think of. I mean, I didn't have an endless budget, but had a pretty decent budget so we could buy what we needed to buy for the money. I still say today, the Milwaukee tool is the best bang for your buck there are certain tools and certain jobs that are better than milwaukee or is equally as good but milwaukee is a very progressive company right now they're bringing out products that they they just continually blow my mind but the biggest thing for me is they have a two well primarily a two battery platform it's a 12 volt and an 18 volt yeah and they have not veered from that platform so I don't have to worry about buying a new tool, you know, two weeks from now, I can't get a battery for it. You know, everything works. And I've right. got Milwaukee batteries that are seven years old and they're still going strong today. That's amazing. You know? So that is, that is my choice. Uh, I, I think they're, they're the best, best brand for the money, you know? So do you have any favorites from this brand? You know, is there any go-tos with at least your line of work, you know? I, I use, I use, uh, I even use a lot of their hand tools, okay. you know, their Milwaukee screwdrivers. Yep. Uh, they have a ratcheting screwdriver that I use every day on my door jobs that I do. Um, their screw gun, you know, yep. just their, their adjustable impact screw gun. That is just a blessing to us. Um, you know, I use that fuel half inch okay. drill in the 12 volt platform because it's so compact. It allows me to get around dinettes and kitchen sinks and things that the 18 volt just physically doesn't yeah, it's too fit. big and it's got awesome power. So, um, yeah, I mean the, the 12, I, I'll actually lean more towards the 12 volt platform than yeah. I do the 18 because, you know, I'm not changing, you know, big tires and things like oh, that. 100%. I'm just, I'm just working, you know, yeah. primarily on smaller things. So. Very cool. Yeah. So now 
what should the average Airstreamer, if, if there was a, a tool set or, you know, some basic tools, is there, you know, should they carry a drill? I mean, I've heard some people don't even carry a screwdriver, which absolutely blows my mind. Um, is there anything that you're like, you know, at least you should, you should at least don't leave the house without this? Well, it's a question. It's interesting you bring that up because it's a question that I always pose to people in my, in my little seminar. I say, which is the better option to have a meter and not know how to read it or to know how to read a meter and not have one? Yeah. Well, that's a simple answer to that question is to have a meter and not know how to read it. Because even if you don't know how to read it, there may, your neighbor may, I mean, he may be electrical engineer, you know, but he doesn't have his meter with him, so he can't help you. So I always say, again, kind of arm yourself with the tools of your level of expertise, you know, but a drill, a multimeter and a multimeter, they range from, I mean, you can get a decent multimeter for less than $50. Oh yeah. You know, now you can spend $350 on one if you want. Um, but you know, a screw gun, a drill, just things that, I mean, you can just kind of look around your trailer and you can almost realize, you know, what you need yep. to have. Uh, fuses, yep. you know, I mean, I carry extra breakers. You would not yep. believe how many electrical breakers that I've seen go bad. They're subject to a lot of vibration. Nothing like our home, you know, mm-hmm. our home doesn't, you know, take the take the abuse the breakers do. So um, zip ties, tape. You know, yep. just, just your basic necessities, just the basic necessities. Yep. You know, you don't have to have this big, massive toolkit, but you do need a few things yeah. because Airstream or any other brand sooner or later, you're going to, you're going to need some help. Of course. You know, so. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I was over at my neighbor's trailer today and unfortunately her breaker had tripped and it was a GFI and apparently, which I knew, but when it trips, it doesn't go into the off position. I would call it, I don't know what the technical technical term is, but I call it like a neutral position. And they kept trying to turn it on and on and on, and it wouldn't do anything, so they were freaking out and pro- for probably half a day. And I go over there, and I turn it off, and then I turn it back on, and you couldn't, you wouldn't believe the smile that was on their face, like, how did you do that? And it's, it's just small tips and tricks like that that can really frustrate you, um... And it could be as simple as that. So just knowing some of the basic things um, can and, really enhance your trip. And you are 100% correct about a breaker. That is a very simple device, but it is a very misunderstood device sometimes by people that's not familiar with how they operate. So when a breaker trips that way, you need to take it all the way to the on position, all the way to the yep. off position, and then back on. Yep. You know, So that basically is a reset because sometimes if you just try to turn it back on, it it, it does not reset. Yeah, and that's so, what they were doing, and yeah. they thought they were going to have to take it out. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Before yeah. we do anything, I'm like, does your air conditioner still work? You yeah. know, what what's still working? Sure. Let's you know, process of elimination here. Sure. And we got it down. But yeah. Very nice. Yeah, very yeah. cool. So um, do you have a favorite camping location? You know, is there like a favorite part of the country, favorite campground? Where's your go-to? Well... We experienced something this year coming home from international that was a total surprise, and it was so pleasant. We ended up in a a place in Ohio because we were headed we were headed to the Jackson Center to Illumapalooza. We stopped over, and I called it Berlin, and I got in okay. trouble. It's actually Berlin, I think, is the way the locals pronounce it. But regardless, um, 
It was an Amish community. Okay. And it was absolutely phenomenal, James. I mean, the food, the people, um, the atmosphere, even the, the Amish people owned our campground. And they were so nice to us, groomed immaculately. Wow. We, we ended up staying there for two weeks. Wow. And I really didn't want to leave when we left, you know. So that was a hidden gem that we just stumbled upon. That's amazing. And uh, I, I would go back in a heartbeat. You That's know, awesome. I love that area of, of Ohio. Wow. Know, so. I, I understand the pronouncing of it wrong. The very first time I went to Alumalina, I called it Alumalina for probably two or three days. And then I had uh, John Leake come up to me and he goes... You're not saying it right. I go, I'm not saying what right. And he's like, Alumalina. I'm like, oh, I don't know what didn't click. Right. But just the way I read it, it was Alumalina. And I was getting the weirdest looks when every time I said it. But, you know, it's really easy to do. Sure. Um, So how how often are you in your trailer, if you were to guess, you know, is it... Are you in it two thirds of the year, half a year? You know, what's the? I would I would say this last year we spent approximately a hundred nights in our trailer. Wow. Um, when we did the the international trip to Maine this year, that that one event we was seventy seventy one nights straight, and then of course we've done Lumalina. We've well, I've done I think we've done ten rallies this year. That's so awesome. And I mean, we've been here now for I don't a know, long time. Well, Christmas Eve, and this yep. is the 4th of January, so we've been here a while. And we're still not done. And we're still not done. We're yeah. just getting started. Yeah, actually, we are. So. It, but, it actually uh, hasn't even started. Yeah. Um. So, let's see. What is the best way for someone to reach out to you? I, I heard the other day that Facebook, sometimes it doesn't always, uh, always work. So, is it word of mouth? Is it... Actually... Actually, if people would just email me, email okay. that is the easiest thing. My email is nolocksolution at gmail.com. And that's spelled N-O-L-O-X-S-O-L-U-T-I-O-N at gmail.com. I get a lot of people that says, well, I emailed you three weeks ago and you never responded. They're putting an S on the end of solution. Gotcha. It's not solutions. It is a single. It, solution. You know, it's not plural. It's 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 solution. And if you email me at that address, um, just to give you a quick little backstory, James, we came home from international. We were two hundred and fifty-eight orders wow. in the hole because we had sold out of all of our product. We answered every single one of those 258 emails. And I actually had people write me back and say, this is awesome that someone actually took the time to follow through. So we we do our best. I mean, our, my customers are extremely important to me. I hate to even use the word customers. They're friends is what they are. Wow. You know, and we're all a part of a really neat community, and I'm proud to be, proud to be part of it. That's amazing. I mean, I've worked with some companies, and... They'll have a backordered item and they don't even tell you. And, you know, I'll email them two, three, four weeks after and I'm saying, hey, you know, I never got anything confirmation, you know, just want to make sure I did everything right. And they go, oh, it's actually backordered. You're gonna have to wait two or three months and then we'll get back to you. And I'm like, it would have been nice to know a week or two ago, you know, when I was trying to work on the job. Exactly. Um, But, you know, it's just how the world works sometimes. Well, I mean, the supply chain thing is real. I mean, as small as we are, I mean, we're literally a drop in the bucket. But 
I, I've got parts right now that's been on back order for three and a half months that I'm waiting on. Um, but when our customers, I mean, when we do fulfill an order, um, we, uh, our shipping, uh, service that we use, it'll auto, it'll automate you a tracking number, gives you all the information, tells you that the package has been shipped. Um, very nice. We work really hard to ship actually the next day. I mean, well, I, I yeah. don't, we don't drag on, you know, we're not do, messing around. Yeah. Cause and, you know, when you order something, you want it. You oh know, yeah. I, I understand that better than anybody. Oh, so, of course. Yeah. So where can people find you this year? Are you going, what are the rallies you're going to try and go to? And well, I mean, obviously this one was always high on our list. Okay. You know, we're can opener, but, uh, from here, we're going to go to region three, okay. I think, which is in Myrtle beach. Um, uh, after region three, we're going to do a club rally. I belong to the South Florida club a very good club to belong to it's unit 30 um they're actually doing a boondocking caravan that's awesome it is it's it's really but that's what i love about our club they're so progressive i mean we have such a diverse group i mean it's just a dynamic club to be part of um so we're gonna we're gonna start in florida and we're gonna have two nights boondocking at harvest hosts i'm actually gonna do a little talk about um, energy management, tank management, things like that, because we got some people that's going that's never, they've never. And that's and, the beauty in the club, you know, it, you can, other people will help you and show you what you need to do in order to enjoy it. You're 100% correct. It's, it's, it's information sharing, you know, and it doesn't really matter as long as you get accurate information. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the main thing. But people, I, I'd almost rather use the term dry camping rather than boondocking. Yeah. Cause when you say boondocking, people think, you know, well, I'm 18 miles out of gravel road somewhere and there's, you know, there's no one around. Well, we're going to be at a harvest host. Yeah. It's just that we're not going to have, you know, full hookups, yeah. which everybody, you know, is used to. So it's just going to be a learning thing. But anyway, we're going to end at the top of Georgia. So that, that'll be that rally. Um, then we're going to immediately jump from that prepping for, um, for international in Rock Springs. That's awesome. Uh, we're going back to Luma Lina, and we're going back to, um, Lumapalooza, we're already signed up for that. Cool. Um, or not Lumalina yet, but the Lumapalooza we're yep. signed up for. Um, I've already been asked to come back to the Sarasota Christmas Rally. We did that this year. Had a had a did a little seminar and some stuff down there. So we just kind of fill in the voids, you know. Oh so heck yeah! It's uh, that's awesome. And the neat part about this community, I mean, I think almost you could go to an airstream rally every weekend if you want to travel some oh 100 percent. crazy how many's out there you know so well and I, I don't say this much but i really think that some of the people i hang around at these airstream rallies they're actually better than some of my friends back at home and age does not matter here no you know i am far far beyond and different than a lot of the people here and i think people don't exactly see why i like doing this but yeah. like I, I just don't see it, and I I love the community, and uh, yeah, it's it's really cool. Yeah. So now, just a few last questions here. Our dear friend Malia wants to know more about the door guy's wife, and um, uh, how she is helping with your company. Well, I'll tell you about the door guy's wife. Okay, um, my wife's name is Rochelle. We've been married for forty three years. And there would be no, no locks if it wasn't for her. That's awesome. Um, my wife's a CPA. She does all my books. She takes care of the taxes. She does all the things that I don't have a clue about. Okay. All I do 
is I make this stuff, I package it, I make sure it gets to the people that orders it. She takes care of everything else. It's a beautiful so, thing. It is. It is. I mean, I have absolute blessing to have this woman in my life and uh couldn't I couldn't do it without her, you know. So that's kind of kind of where she's at. She's at all the rallies with me. Uh she's here now. I love so, that. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Very cool. I don't think we could end on any better note than that. So thank you for joining me today. It's been a pleasure and uh yeah. James, thank you for having me, but I would like to say one last thing. Um we appreciate you talking about the age differential. You fit into this group like a piece of puzzle, you know? I mean, and it is absolutely a blessing to have someone like yourself. Thank you. You're a breath of fresh air. Everybody talks about James, you know, love what you're doing with the podcast. I mean, you're a just a true advocate for the community. Thank you. And I, want, I personally want to thank you for that. Thank so, you. Yes, sir. Well, very cool. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, and we will be posting hopefully every Wednesday this year. So stay tuned and let's have us a great year. Enjoy.